0: Hola, mi creepy gente. Happy May! Wow, it's May. All right then. <laughs> I hate the month of May so much. It's the last month of the school year, and there's so much going on. But I can see the fin- I can see the finish line. We're almost there, guys. We are almost there, teachers. We got this. <laughs> Yeah, I hate the month of May. It's just like, I feel like it's a short month, but also like there's so much happening in May. Or is that just me? I don't know. (laughs) And then everyone's over the pandemic. So like, the parties have started. So that's starting this month. So uh, as long as we can be outside, we're good. So I have an update for you guys. If you follow me on Facebook groups, then you already saw the update. But remember the Delphi, Indiana murders case? Oh yeah, the two little girls that went for a nice day hike and were murdered. And the little girl, this is a quick recap, but you can go back and, um the Delphi murders. Yeah, go listen. But the one little girl, just to refresh your memory captured who they think is the suspect and she put she put it like on snapchat or whatever and so there was this very grainy photo of a man that they were looking for and they drew up these sketches long story but anyway they found a man who they suspect could have had something to do with this so whoa this is live y'all this is live news okay Okay, so I found more information. So, okay, I got the chills. So I knew I was going to share this with you, this update, because shout out to listener Rachel for letting me know this. Um, Because I didn't know this, that recently came out that they found a suspect. His name is Brian, Brian Chadwell, I believe, the second. Correction, his name is not Brian Chadwell. Don't listen to me. His name is James Chadwell. James Chadwell, yes. Now, the reason they found him was because he is accused of luring a nine-year-old neighbor into his Lafayette home on April 19th to pet his dogs. Mm-hmm. Now, after the girl was reported missing, police say they found the girl in his basement with her clothes off chained and beaten with strangulation marks around her neck. A nine-year-old, you guys. A nine-year-old. Now, they talked to his brother, and this is the breaking news. This is why I freaked out because I haven't heard this till... When was this posted? It says it was April 30th. So, his brother spoke out, and he says that he's literally telling everyone that his brother is pure evil. Yeah pure evil and says he wouldn't be surprised if he did kill the two the two girls oh my god (laughs) we're reading this together y'all we are reading this together and then his stepfather who wow he's 42 when i posted a picture of him on my facebook group i thought he was younger than that but apparently he's 42 and he's an ex-con and he says there's a really good chance that he Looks like the man captured on Libby's cell phone. Wow. And his stepfather and his brother both agree that he is perfectly capable of killing someone. Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. I gotta send this to Rachel and I gotta send this to my sister because we've been keeping up with this story. Now this is from Inside Edition. Wow. Wow wow okay (laughs) well that's not the news i had for you i was just gonna tell you about the guy you know i mean he's gonna be in jail for a long time after what he did to the poor nine-year-old girl but his own family is saying like how evil he was and my sister sent me apparently he's on tiktok and she asked me does his voice sound like the down the hill video and maybe it does But if you definitely, if you look at his, if you look at his mugshot and put it with the first wanted picture, spot on. The eyes, the nose, the mouth, all of that looks just like him. So I really hope this is who it is because disgusting. Regardless, he's a disgusting human and he should be kept in prison. But I really hope we bring some justice to the two young girls that lost their lives brutally in delphi indiana so i will keep you guys updated on that story as more comes out i haven't heard anything about the TikTok murder when the girl killed her sister i haven't heard anything about that and i'm also waiting as well for the slender man murder anisa's trying to get out on good behavior but nothing has come of that as well so all those stories i definitely will update you on any story i tell um, any information that comes out about them. Now Mother's Day is coming. Yes, Feliz Dia de Las Madres. This week is Mother's Day. Yeah, I almost forgot, but I was going to do this case regardless because it's a case I heard a long time ago in 2014, but I freaked out because I'm like, oh my gosh, Mother's Day is this weekend. And then I was like, oh, this is, The perfect case so it was like meant to be like i chose this case and i did all the work and i was like because i was at the last minute i was gonna change it up and find something with a mother but then man i ended up deciding that i chose the right story for this mother's day weekend so yeah let's get started oh before i start i want to mention two lovely ladies who have just started their podcast i think one On the day this episode airs, one is going to put out her first episode. I hope if everything goes well. They're just really good ideas and great podcasts. So the first one is called Black Girl Gone. And I think I mentioned it before in a previous episode, but I didn't have the title completely. And it is called Black Girl Gone. And it's a true crime podcast about missing or murdered black women and women of color in America. And she's done a couple episodes about women around Chicago, and I just really like it. So go give her a follow and take a listen. The second podcast I want to mention is a new one that hasn't come out yet, but should be coming out very soon. And it is called Distinguishing Demons. And this one is dedicated to researching anything related to Ed and Lorraine Warren and the work they did. So go check them out women supporting women love to see it all right so i've got a really good story today one that makes me kind of angry and one that has changed my view on traveling <laughs> and you'll see what i mean later in honor of mother's day i chose a case that well i wanted to do this like i said before i knew it was mother's day weekend which I have to go buy a gift sorry mom I'm telling you, there's been so much going on. It's absolutely ridiculous. But this case popped up on my YouTube feed the other day. And I remember I'd watched it a long time ago. I believe it was in 20... It couldn't have been 2014 because this happened in 2014. So I want to say maybe like 2016 is when I saw this. This is the story of Heather Mack and her mother, Sheila Weiss Mac, Hold on to your seats y'all. It's about to get creepy. <laughs> oh god that was so cheesy. Don't don't let's cancel that. Anyway so 19 year old Heather Mack. Born and raised in Chicago on the north side. You know the yuppity side. <laughs> no offense y'all. She came from a very wealthy family. Her father was famous jazz composer James Mack. Not a big jazz fan, so I don't know who he is. But if you're into music, you might know who he is. And her mother was a well known socialite in Chicago. Again, I told you her name is Sheila Von Weissmack. So Heather grew up in a beautiful home and had a very privileged upbringing. She was their firstborn and their everything. She was a spoiled little brat. That's what I. You'll agree with me later. <laughs> When she was 10, her father was diagnosed with cancer and died suddenly on a trip to Greece with the family. So rather quickly he finds out he has cancer and then within a few months he's gone. Which is shocking for any family. So I sympathize for her. Now Heather and her mother, they lived in a million and a half dollar home. And to everyone on the outside, the family looked like they were the most perfect family. But we all know no family is perfect, right? We don't know what happens behind those doors. Now, what people didn't know was that Heather and Sheila had an explosive relationship. This was um after her father, James Mack, had passed away. So he passed away when she was 10, like I said. And getting into her teen years, Heather just got worse and worse. She began to rebel and act out. Which, honestly, is pretty normal teenage angst, you know? You gotta stir up the little trouble. So, nothing too bad. And, we have to remember, like, she lost her dad suddenly, so she's probably dealing with that too. So, all could have been reasons to why she's acting out. Now, Close family claim that Heather became rebellious and didn't follow rules... And the mother, Sheila, would talk to family about the teen's rebellious behavior. But again, even the family was like, it's just a phase. Like, she's a teenager, let her rebel, do her thing. She'll grow out of it, right? Well, the closer Heather got to the age of 18, it didn't seem like she was going to grow out of it. In fact, Heather became worse. She started skipping school and hanging out with the rough crowd, But worst of all, she started stealing from her own mother, including large amounts of money. So Sheila, the mom, claimed she had now become a victim of abuse by her own daughter. Family said Heather's temper was out of control. Now what does that mean? To back up this accusation that Heather is out of control, I'll give you an idea of what that means. In a span of 10 years, Police were called to the home, the Mac home, more than 80 times. 80. Most being physical altercations between Sheila and Heather. According to these police reports, Heather would physically assault Sheila by biting, hitting, and pushing. One time, Heather even pushed her mother down in the bathroom and broke her arm. But of course, Sheila would never press charges because Heather was all she had. A man by the name of Elliot Jacobson, who was a good friend of Sheila's, would email with her and he had an email from her that stated how fearful she was of her own daughter. So things got so bad that Sheila decided to plan a family trip to Bali. She felt it's what they needed at the time to help, you know, them bond together and hopefully make things a lot better. Let me explain to you just how wealthy these people were, okay? And maybe it's my poor little mind, but I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> so Sheila and Heather flew to Indonesia business class, which was at least 10,000 per ticket. 10,000 per ticket. Yeah. <laughs> then they checked in to the five-star St. Regis Resort which was a lavish place to stay. I believe they said it was like a $1,000 a night. They checked in, and Heather was happy, and Sheila felt like she had made the right choice. But what Sheila didn't know was that Heather had other plans for this expensive getaway. Plans that included her boyfriend, Tommy Schaefer. Now, Sheila disliked Tommy, and claimed he was a bad influence on her daughter. Tommy was a big reason she wanted to get her daughter away from home. So, Tommy came from a small single family home. His friends said that there came a point where he began lying and telling stories. So, they kind of started drifting away from him because they couldn't put up with it. And this most, they claim that this mostly started when he started talking to Heather. Now, before the boyfriend arrives, sheila who had no idea and heather were just enjoying their time together on the resort they took a lot of photos and posted them online which pretty much looked like they were having a great time they're smiling together they're happy they just look like a mother daughter should right just by looking at these photos nobody would ever know what was actually going on now two weeks into the trip Damn, two weeks is a long time. $1,000 a night, and they're already two weeks in. And it doesn't look like they're leaving yet. That's a lot of money. <laughs> and that's what I mean. They were very wealthy people. But anyway, two weeks later, Tommy takes a $12,000 flight to Heather and checks into a nearby room at the same resort. Of course, all expenses paid by Heather's mom's credit card that she had taken. $12,000 for a plane ticket. You've got to be kidding me. That's so insane. (laughs) Holy crap. Okay, rich people. (laughs) So, Sheila finds out and shit gets crazy. But do you blame her? Come on. I don't care how wealthy you are. If your daughter spent $12,000 to get her friend out to a family vacation, I'd be pissed too. (laughs) So, she didn't have too long to be raging mad because 10 hours later, resort surveillance shows Tommy walking and entering Sheila and Heather's suite. In this video, you can clearly see that he is hiding something large and rounded under his shirt as he's walking down the hall. An hour later, that same surveillance captures Heather and Tommy walking towards the lobby with a suitcase. Yes, a suitcase. They then put the suitcase in the back of a taxi and just run off. They don't even get in the taxi. They just put the suitcase in the trunk and then they run away. I guess it kind of shows how immature they are because remember, they're like 18, 19 years old. Now the taxi driver takes the luggage to the police station where police open it and are horrified at what they find. Now I seen a picture and I'm going to post it on my Instagram. Don't forget, follow me at Me. You can see blood on the suitcase. So at first I was like, why would he take it to the police station and not just back into the resort, right? But if it had blood on it, I would take it to the police station too. In the suitcase is the bloodied body of Sheila Von Weiss Mack. She had been bludgeoned numerous times in the head and eventually choked on her own blood. She was found dead. Now police quickly find the identity of the body and the driver told them about Heather and Tommy. So the media spread the story like wildfire in Bali and everyone's looking for this young couple. It only took about a day until they were found. So less than a mile from where Sheila was murdered, Heather and Tommy checked into a budget hotel. It's at this hotel that staff notify police when they grow suspicious that the young couple checked in with no luggage. Now, once in custody, the young couple fabricate a story that a drug-run gang Abducted them and killed Sheila, yeah, okay, but upon searching the rooms at the resort, they find the couple's cell phones, and on the cell phones they find messages between the two leading up to the murder. Now, the biggest find on those phones was a conversation had between Tommy and his cousin. The conversation read quote, Tommy, that bitch Heather is crazy, huh' She asked me to do something really insane. She asked me to find someone to kill her mom for 50k. That message was sent six months before the murder happened. Six months! So this was definitely premeditated, and that was their first clue right there. A couple weeks before the trip, Tommy even joked about smothering Sheila or drowning her in the ocean. Also, that he and Heather could inherit the family fortune. From the moment he lands in Bali, Tommy and Heather are trying to figure out how the murder will take place. And they were texting each other the whole time. So apparently, Heather was supposed to kill her mom, but she couldn't bring herself to do it. So he tells her to hit Sheila in the head. But Heather says he has to do it. So she chickens out. So that's when he grabs the glass fruit bowl with a metal handle from his room and heads to Sheila and Heather's suite. Which we saw, well we didn't, you didn't, if you look up the video you'll see it. But that's what the surveillance captured was him with the bowl under his shirt walking to their suite. Authorities think once he sneaks into the room he hid in the bathroom because he and Heather continue texting. She's asking him the plan... And he says that Sheila is awake. They talk about it some more. And Tommy says he's going to knock her out. And then they will say she was drunk and slipped and knocked herself out. They both agree. And the messages stop. So Tommy and Heather wrap the body in duct tape. And shove it into the suitcase. And abandon it in the back of the taxi. Uh, To me, it's almost as if they wanted to get caught. Right? Like they didn't do a great job. They would have been better off if they threw the body into a body of water. It's already in a suitcase. All they had to do was walk to some water and throw it in there, right? But no, it's like they wanted to get caught. They put it in the back of a taxi and then ran away. So the young couple were charged in Indonesia and found guilty. Heather received 10 years in prison and Tommy 18. During the trial, Heather was asked if she felt bad about the murder. She shed some tears and said yes, and nobody believed her. Now, family claim that Heather killed her mother to inherit money because she wanted the lavish life, but with no work. In 2018, Heather reached out to a Cramwatch Daily reporter to tell her side of the story from behind bars in Indonesia. Her time spent in prison looks like a grand old time. I'm talking like this girl is having the time of her life. Heather has a cell phone where she posts pictures and videos to to social media. Videos of her smoking, dancing, smiling, overall looking really happy. But the biggest shock is Heather now has a baby girl who she was taking care of in the prison. Her daughter would now be about five, but at the time of this interview was about two to three years old. And the baby's father? Why, Tommy Schaefer, of course. And Heather claims her unexpected pregnancy was a huge reason why Sheila was murdered. This is Heather's story. Now Heather claims that when Tommy landed, she snuck out to the beach with him and Sheila was sleeping in the suite. But when she woke up, she went to the front desk to find out where Heather had gone. And the front desk tells her that Tommy Schaefer checked in under her credit card. Sheila goes crazy. So Heather went to Tommy's room to hopefully sleep it off and let her mother calm down. So Tommy says he's going to go talk to Sheila and try to make amends pretty much for him showing up, right? I guess Heather followed him and in the heat of the moment, Heather tells her mother that she's pregnant. Which causes Sheila to completely lose it. Heather claims that Sheila was running around the room on a crazy rampage looking for a knife and screaming and saying that Heather was going to die. So she asked Tommy for help because she didn't know what to do. And we, when Tommy interfered, Sheila grabbed his neck. Now Heather said it wasn't that hard of a grab, but Tommy hit her and then continued to hit her and continued to hit her. Over and over and over. Now Heather claims she ran to the bathroom because she couldn't stand to see it. And she texts him asking what were they going to do. So they wrapped her with the duct tape and put her in the suitcase. So the interviewer asks Heather what kind of childhood and relationship she had with her mother. To which Heather says that Sheila was an alcoholic and that she had also had multiple personality disorder. After her dad died, things got worse. She claims that there was always violence in the home, but it became more violent. Before her father died, she claimed that her mom was jealous of her because she was close to her father. She claimed that her dad and mom were both physically abusive towards each other. Whenever mom was hitting dad, Heather would interfere and hit her mother. And vice versa. They would all start hitting each other. <laughs> it was a mess. Now, Heather stated That she was pregnant once before, but that her mother went crazy about it and would chase her around the house in the middle of the night, threatening to stab her and tear the baby out of her stomach. That's why Heather felt so much anger all the time. She also claimed that she missed a lot of school often because she had to stay up all night watching her drunk mother. She still carries anger, but claims that, that that's not what drove to murder her mom. She then goes on to say that after Tommy killed her mom, she kept hugging her and didn't want to let her go. She claims that when Tommy says they have to run away, she said no because she didn't want to leave her mom behind. So she says that she wanted to bring her along with them, and that's why they put her in a suitcase. She claims that she still cries for her mother two years later at the time of this interview. So she's pretty much saying it was an accident, and that due to a rough, abusive childhood and life, that's why she has anger issues. Mm, okay. But the Crime Watch investigator didn't believe her after he talked to some family. Remember Sheila's friend, Elliot? Well, he received an email stating that while in Bali, Heather disappeared and she couldn't find her but that she went to a clinic and received some painkillers, a lot of them, and signed Sheila's name for them too. She also stated that she was very scared. This email was sent three days before her murder. But which story is the real story? Was this planned or was it an accident? Heather claims both. She said yes, they talked about it, but she never thought it would actually happen. When asked about the text messages, Heather quickly has to get off the phone and doesn't complete the interview. So the, the reporter from Crime Watch Daily shows this uh, taped interview, which is online, and if you want to waste your time, go ahead and watch it. But you'll see what I mean by like, "Ugh, I just don't like her." <laughs> but when he shows the family this recorded interview, one member calls Immediate BS, and he says that Sheila already knew Heather was pregnant before the Bali trip. And guess who has proof of that? Yep, Elliot, the friend Sheila emails quite often. The week before Bali, she tells Elliot that Heather stole and took off, then says she's eight weeks pregnant. So Heather is a mentirosa. Yes. Why would she lie? What is the point? The family claim that Heather is good at manipulating people ever since she was a little girl. Now, this is true, and here's why. In another set of text messages between Heather and Tommy, she tells him that they will inherit $11 million if they get rid of her mother. But in reality, her trust fund was only worth $1.5 Which, again, my poor little brain is like, dang! (laughs) 1.5 <laughs> 1.5 million that's still a lot but yeah she told Tommy that he was gonna inherit 11 million the family also claimed Heather lied about her violent home life no police report showed that they couldn't believe anything said in the interview so the mentirosa definitely made all of that up and it just shows like how selfish she was and how little she cared about her own mother wow Now, Heather was only allowed to keep her baby girl, Stella, with her until the baby was a bit older. I believe two or three. But now, the baby stays with a friend whom Heather met in prison from Australia. Heather still gets to have visits with the daughter, who recently, due to Sheila's family, became the sole inheritor of Sheila's inheritance. Yeah, they went to court to remove Heather and make the baby the one to get the $1.5 I guess she has to wait until she's like 18, but can you imagine? That girl's life is set. Wow. But for now, Heather's enjoying her time in prison and says that she will never move back to Chicago. Even if she has to report back after she's out for a certain amount of time, she said she would serve her time in the States and head back to Indonesia where she has learned the life and the language. Now, the only update I found on Tommy Schaefer is that he's a born-again Christian and spends his time in jail preaching and baptizing inmates. He is claimed to have uh, saved over 50 inmates. He says his experience in the Indonesian prison is better than it would have been in the States. He has more freedom in Indonesia. He says they understand that he is cleansing while staying in the prison. When asked about Heather, he says, I quote, Heather is a black hole. He says she emotionally tricked him and he played game. And she played game, sorry. He did what he did because she manipulated him. He says that he is free of his sin, but that Heather, Heather still stuck in her spider web is what he said. But God sees all. He does, however, say that yes, Sheila was violent and an alcoholic, but Heather was also violent. He worries for his daughter's life because he thinks Heather could harm her or neglect her. He also states that he would give his life to undo what he did and so much more. He is trying to get out on parole, but if denied, he said that just means he has more work to do in prison. Heather claims she may get out within the next 18 months for good behavior. Okay. (laughs) But she plans to spend the rest of her life living in Indonesia to this day. They're both still in prison. I'm not sure how legal stuff works, like if they have to serve time here as well when they get out there. Um, I know there's definitely going to be some passport issues, which is why I think Heather said she'd have to come here for a certain amount of months before going back. So, yeah, that's crazy. Watching the interviews Heather gave over the years, her demeanor and how she talks, she is just full of herself. Like I said, I don't like the girl. The man who interviewed her said she made him feel sorry for her and believe everything she said. She's very good at manipulating. She doesn't care about what happened to her mother. She's really immature and spoiled. It's an awful tragedy what happened, and to be honest, I will never look at a suitcase ever the same. Of course, if I find any updates on this case, I'll definitely inform you guys. And if any of you out there ever find updates just like my listener, Rachel, just let me know. And again, shout out to Rachel for sharing the Delphi, Indiana murders update. Like I said, I posted that information on our Facebook group. Just search Creepy Cheeseman, And I'm telling you, you guys, he looks like the first wanted photo. No joke. Go take a peek. Or you can go look at my Instagram. Just search Creepy Space Cheeseman. And I'll post a picture there of the suspect in custody and the photo. I hope you guys enjoyed my Mother's Day story. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like I said, if I find an update, I'll let you guys know. But so far, it's been pretty quiet. They're both still in prison, which they deserve to be. I don't care if you're born again Christian or not. like You still did what you did, whether you were manipulated or not. We all have in our brain... The right from wrong. We know what's right, we know what's wrong. And it's up to ourselves. If we can't control ourselves, then we deserve to rot in prison. Well, thanks for listening. I want to start doing some of my listener recommendations this month. So if you've ever given me a recommendation, I might just pick yours. If you have a recommendation for a story or crime or whatever you want to talk about that's creepy, you can always email me at creepycheeseman 4 you. That's the number 4, Y-O-U, at gmail.com. Email me, guys. I love reading the emails, please. Or just tell us a scary story if you want me to share with the listeners out there. I hope you guys hold your mothers close this weekend. Give them a big hug and kiss. If you haven't already, make sure you check out my Instagram, and I also want to start posting more photos on my Facebook group, um, because it's really cool to look at a photo of whatever I'm talking about, so you get a better idea of what I'm talking about. Gracias por escuchar, y nos vemos pronto! Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, stay creepy!